is going to be for the new uh, Superman animated series, My Adventures with Superman. Um, and this is the new Superman anime series on HBO Max or Max. Um, I say this is where I watch. This is where it's streaming, but it's also showing on television on Adult Swim, uh, which I'll get into why it's, that's a little bit of a weird decision, I think, uh, at a very late night uh, uh, slot that it has, because it comes on at around, like, what, 10, 11 p.m., I think? Yeah. Uh, right that this, so it's uh, 11 so it's kind of a weird time slot. I'm going to be getting into that a little bit later uh, But this is very early on Superman stuff. This is Superman in his early 20s um, And he's palling around with uh, Jimmy and Lois Lane who also in their 20s You know, these are not their established characters yet Lois is not a mm -hmm. full-on reporter yet as we see at the beginning of the series She's just an intern same thing with Jimmy uh, Superman aka um, who's also Clark Kent also is an intern as well, um, just at the Daily P Planet um, and everything like that. So very early on stuff there, very beginning mm -hmm. of Superman um, that we see here. He hasn't even learned how to you know, deal with his powers yet. He doesn't even know where he really fully comes from yet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so, yeah, so if you've never really seen Superman material before, it's very a good entryway point for you. Very beginner friendly. Um, if you if you're there, and I think the show skews kind of young, uh, maybe for some of that, you know, for some viewers. You look at a lot of the animation style is very, you know, speaking about anime, very anime inspired. People yeah. pointed that out about the series. Um, and Engine Place, hello there, Engine Place. How you doing there, man? Uh, Engine Place says Lois looks like uh, Lois from the Owl House. Um, yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen the Owl House. Um, let me what? Let me look up. No, no, stop the stream. Go watch it. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get back yeah. to this when you when you finished. <laughs> uh, I've never seen. Let me see. Oh, okay. Yeah, I looked Man, it up. Er right everybody mentions uh, Luna, but nobody mentions how um, Jimmy Olsen looks like Baljeet from Phineas and Ferb. He I've never seen Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> nah, it's, it, well, it's because you know. Uh, that everybody saw dark skin uh, Jimmy Olsen, and the black community immediately took him. Yeah. <laughs> so is so. Um, I don't want to get too harp on too much of that. So the voice actress, the Lois Lane here, is voiced by Alice uh, Lee. So is mm. the Lois in this adaptation? Is she supposed to be Asian? Is that what we're supposed to get by that? She's supposed to be Asian. Yeah, I believe so. Korean, okay. I think. Korean, and then the yeah. Jimmy Olsen in this is he supposed to be black? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, we already had a black Jimmy Olsen already because he was Makad Brooks played him live action yeah, in the Supergirl uh, series. Man, uh, that wasn't Jimmy Olsen. That was Makai Brooks in Supergirl. <laughs> pretty yeah, much, pretty yeah. much. I mean, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And then he became, I think, eventually, I watched till where he became his own hero. Like he became what? Yeah. The, the, the Guardian, I think, or something, or something like that. Something like he, that. He became a superhero. It's like, bro, if if there's already a super girl, Superman here, <laughs> like they really don't need you. But okay, man, yeah. hey, I, I guess you know you didn't you didn't do all those uh, crunches for nothing. I guess <laughs> I don't uh, think he ever held a camera in that show. If it was uh, had to be like episode one, like season <laughs> one stuff. That's it. Yeah. You know, take I, I think yeah, he took took maybe one picture, you know what I mean? But he was like, mm -hmm. Hey, I got these pearly whites, you know what I mean? I, that's all I need. I don't need that. I don't need <laughs> He's the love camera. interest. He, that's what he's there for. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So um, that's kind of the thing with, with my ventures with Superman going on. People have been talking about this show. People have been pretty hyped about mm-hmm. this show. I saw, so that's kind of what brought me interest in it. Brandon, um, he's been a big fan of it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pass it over to Brandon. Uh, what do you uh, think about my adventures with Superman? Uh, yeah, to put it plainly, I really just enjoy this show. Like before it premiered, like I casually rewatched like the Justice League and like uh, Superman animated series, the OG, like just you know sometimes for background stuff. And this just feels like just a great continuation of like kind of that era of superhero shows. Like he's they're telling you why Superman and all like these perfect ways. Like episode one. Like he saves a cat like out of the tree like that's a superman and i think um one of the main reasons i like it is because we haven't had a superman like this like kind of this accurate like thanks to the snyderverse that we've had superman who seems very sad to be superman so yeah i think this show just kind of really elevates that and just um like you said earlier the anime influence is like very like they're wearing it on their sleeve they're like this is inspired by anime nerds, so thank you very much. But um, yeah, no, I love it. It's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it, w- would you say like how the Snyderverse concentrated on the fact that he's an alien? This show mm-hmm. more so treats him like a boy from Kansas. Exactly. Yeah, like his first scene is him saving somebody in Kansas, Kansas, and I think that just like what you said, like he's more human than Kryptonian in this one. Um, a radiant maturity said, um, it says, are we sure it's even Superman, <laughs> even if he isn't killing people and causing massive collateral damage? Um, there is a scene though, they I mean, where he does fight somebody in the city, messes things up, and then he goes and cleans mm-hmm. it up, like he goes and puts everything yeah. back in place of where it was. So I was like, oh, that's very considerate of him, you know what I mean? I don't think <laughs> I've seen that uh, before, so that was very nice of him to do. Um, and voice in Superman. So the voice cast here, um, you have Jack Quaid, who Jack Quaid people might know. Uh, he plays Huey in The Boys. Um, mm. He was also in uh, the latest Scream movie, uh, the last, what was it, Scream 5 he was in? Scream 5. Yeah. Um, he was the villain in that. Um, that's kind of his two Spoilers. there. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers for Scream 5, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then, so um, we already mentioned Alice Lee and um, Ishmael uh, Saheed is voicing Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have uh, Perry White here, voiced by Daryl Brown, um, who's in this. So they have the traditional Perry White is in this. Um, who also, there's been a black Perry White before because Lawrence Fishburne was Perry White yep. in Man of Steel. So there you go. He was uh, in that. Um, Alice Lee, I'm not too familiar with uh, Alice Lee myself. I, I'm not too yeah, familiar. Yeah, neither am I. Um, if she's been in anything before, but I'm going to look at her credits here. Um, but yeah, nice voice cast, I will say. Mm-hmm. I think they fit very much with the style of the show, um, the actions of the show, so I like them. Danny, have you uh, watched any of My Adventures with Superman? I forgot to ask. Oh, you. man, I, I benched the whole thing. By that, mm-hmm. I mean I watched it every single weekly release, no matter yeah. how shitty the HBO Max player is. And believe me, True. the HBO Max player is the worst streaming player out there. <laughs> but I think that it delivers something we're not used to seeing, which is yeah. an endearing Superman. Mm. Okay. Um, I I think with this show, I mean, I think we kind of got a little bit more of an endearing Superman. Like, do you have you all seen the Superman and Lois show, which was on the CW? I have not. I need to start it. People keep saying that like um, it's like a really good kind of adaptation of Superman as well. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's great. You guys should uh, okay. really check it out. Actually, there's a it's a great uh, Superman and Lois show. Okay. Yeah, I've only seen the first season. I know it's on its fourth or fifth season now. Um, so I kind of lost place where, but I did like the first season quite a bit. We reviewed it. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I did like it. And yeah, that kind of has more bringing back. I think with uh the guy who who plays Superman, Tyler um, Hoechlin. Very much yeah. that, you know, kind of nice, you know, uh, Superman, wholesome Superman. It kind of brings it more back to that. Um, mm-hmm. This, I think, you know, I guess it being a cartoon, I guess it can take it a little bit of a step further with the wholesomeness and cuteness of it. A lot of mm-hmm. people have said that, you know, uh, this Superman um, in this animated series is more like himbo Superman. Um, <laughs> yeah. He is shirtless um, a lot. He's like, <laughs> he's like Tom Welling. He's like, I'm just going to, oh, man. Sure, it's hot in here. Let me just peel off this layer of shirt. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and and when he first meets Lois Lane, it's an instant connection. Uh, mm. I mean, you know what I mean. It's it's very very instant. They don't waste really any time getting into it um, of them being together. So that's pretty much instantaneous. Um, and then also the whole you know secret identity thing of like you know how do I tell my friends you know I'm Superman and I can do these mm. things and I can say they pretty much they they figure out he's Superman within like what five episodes six episodes they go like okay he's yeah, we, we yeah they know he's Superman and then even <laughs> Jimmy Olsen is like why well, already knew you was Superman because I've been they live <laughs> you know they live together him and Jimmy live together so it's like why well, already. Mm. I've been knew that. I mean, you goddamn, you ripped the door off the hinges. I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. I always assume white people are lying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what you got to mean? I mean, because man, I mean, living with Superman must suck because he's here, he's breaking shit, he's ripping the faucet off. Yep. He, you see him, he's breaking the Going through shoes, just like yeah. everything. That's <laughs> like, man, living with this dude must suck. Um, ooh. ooh, but really, guys, the main thing that sets us apart from almost all other superhero me- media, um, Pa Kent is alive. Truly, oh, yeah. truly the worst thing we've ever gotten from the Christopher Reeves movies is killing Pa Kent and everyone mm. afterwards being like, hmm, yeah, let's do that forever. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he does have Pa Ma Kent in this, um, who's still alive there. Um, and that kind of, you know, Doc, you, you bring up that point. It makes me think about kind of another point I was I was going to get into is how, so we see, you know, this more of endurance Superman. Um, the plot points in this show, um, I think do kind of, you know, copy some plot points I've seen quite a bit in other Superman media, which is evil Superman. You know, that's always yeah. kind of the looming threat um, is we're worried about if Superman's going to become evil. That was kind of one of the plot points in Superman and Lois. Um, mm. That was one of the plot points in Batman v Superman. You know, I feel like that there's just a, a lot of that going on. How do you feel about that? Um, about kind of some of the plot points there, about kind of like the whole looming threat of evil Superman there, mm. uh, Brandon? Well, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, that is, has been kind of like a thing, and people always complain nowadays, like, we're tired of it. Like, especially with like the Injustice series, you know, kind of like their Superman is evil and that kind of like kept on happening. Snyder wanted an evil Superman. Um, but no, I think this show kind of handles it pretty well. Like it doesn't, it doesn't like straight go for it. Like this is going to happen or like, it kind of like, it gets a little meta with it. Like it feels like there's a fear of it. Like we don't want that to happen, but they even like have throughout the show, like keep reassuring Clark that that's not going to happen to him. Like, He's different than that kind of Superman. So I kind of like the way they present the conversation and doesn't just go like, yeah, Superman's evil. Like, it even goes so far to challenge, like, the main 
uh, kind of antagonist this season in the general. Like he like time and time ten sees Superman saving people, but he's still like, oh no, he's gonna be evil. He was evil before. So I thought yeah. the, those kind of plot points are cool in this season. Oh yeah, it's 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 they're teasing it. They're like, they're like showing mm-hmm. pictures of Dean Cain and they're like, evil Superman is possible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So I, I I just it's a very familiar problem I've seen in a lot of Superman mm-hmm. media before with the whole, you know, if he's gonna turn evil and worrying about that. Um, I think the best word to kind of describe this show is it's, it's cute. I think kind of that's the best word. It's, it's, it's nice. It's fun. It's kind of fluffy there, um, in its style and it's kind of animation, um, in a lot of the voice acting in it. Um, you know, and some of the kind of, you do get kind of some of the monster of the week kind of stuff because you have mm-hmm. uh, one of the main antagonists in the show is Task Force X. You so you mm-hmm. see some you know characters like Amanda Waller. Uh, we mentioned General Lee, um, who's in this. Who's also like he you know of course people are going to there's always people like hey this guy can do all this but what if he turned evil so we have to you mm-hmm. know be there to stop him so you know they form they try to form a team of people to stop Superman and you see some other familiar uh, DC villains. Deathstroke from one who's in this, um, who people I know have complained about a little bit the look of Deathstroke. They kind of made him, I don't know, kind of like a twink, I guess. Uh, you know what <laughs> I mean? Uh, to some degree, um, you know, a little bit of a different look for Deathstroke. Um, you also have Livewire who's in this. You have Parasite who's in this. Um, some familiar. So Parasite is a very familiar Superman villain. A uh, very mm-hmm. different look for Parasite though. It's not the Parasite that we've seen from like the Superman the animated series. Uh, like with in the in the early two thousands, uh, yeah. there. So it's a different look for the parasite that we've seen. It's more of like this kind of like suit that he has that he can suck all this energy and make some kind of even a bigger monster uh, there. So it's kind of a little bit different. Uh, what do you all think about the the villains in the show? Uh, well, you know, Danny? there's there's so many different kinds of death strokes out there. There's pedophile death stroke. There's mm. pedo death stroke. There's mildly pedophilic death stroke. And then there's like you know the the less popular versions. Uh, I, I like to say I really enjoy I really enjoyed anime Deathstroke. You know, yeah, he's got some flair. So what? Yeah, he's got the nice hair. Who cares? Yeah. Um. What about you, Brandon? What do you think about some of the kind of antagonists here? Yeah, no, I know one of the complaints I see often with the show is kind of like how they're all kind of tech based and like they follow the same template, so, like, people are kind of annoyed that they aren't, you know, like, how they are in the comics or, like, other adaptions, but, like, I didn't really mind. I enjoyed each kind of interpretation, and I think that's the thing people forget, especially with um, comic book adaptions, that they want it to be exactly how it is, but I like that this one is going all in on, like, you know, like, the anime influence, the tech stuff, and especially the stuff, the tech stuff with uh, the Kryptonians. Um... But yeah, no, I really enjoyed these villains, especially Livewire and uh, Parasite. Like, um, like the way you said, like his suit is kind of a is is the one doing it. But like they combined it with Doctor Ivo, another Superman character. But I think that's kind of like one of the smart choices they do in the show. Well, yeah. a, lot, a lot of shows do that. They do streamline their villains. Like in Smallville, mm. a lot of them come from the meteor shower. In Static Shock, yeah. they're all bang babies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they do do that here, and you see a lot of the villains are coming from Task Force X there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is going to be a season two of this show, and then the, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was the producer of the show um, said that you know, hey, we're going to have we got a lot more in store, and there's still a lot more they can do here with a lot more rogues gallery stuff yeah. of characters that you do. Um, they bring in, uh, which I think is one of my favorite episodes of the show. They do bring in Mister Mixoplex. Um, mm-hmm. And they do the whole kind of multiverse of Lois lanes here that you see. Um, there you can get a lot of kind of fun Easter egg stuff there. Um, you see the Superman and Lois from the old animated series uh, back in the early 2000s, which, you know, I'm a fan of part of the, that was part of the old mm-hmm. DCAU, the DC animated universe, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, where they did that, mm-hmm. where it connected to Batman, the animated series and went up to Justice League and everything like that. Uh, what were some of your favorite episodes, uh, Brandon? Oh man, that one especially that you mentioned the uh, multiverse Mitzel Mitzel episode. Um, all the references in that, all the Easter eggs were fun. But I really liked that, uh, like how we said earlier, this is a new Superman. This is a new Lois Lane. So like, yeah, the attraction was there immediately. But like we see this is like the first episode where we see them kind of like after they know that each other likes each other. So like it was fun seeing that kind of dynamic and Jimmy always playing the third wheel in a different way. But yeah, I think that's something the show nails is like the dynamic between the big characters. So like I really enjoyed the the one where they have to go save Jimmy from um what they think is a Sasquatch in the woods, but it's freaking um uh the a talking gorilla and the brain villain. Um Gorilla Grodd and uh There's there's a lot of apes. Let's not confuse yeah, them. Right. Oh, it's not Gorilla Grodd? Oh, my bad. I thought that was Gorilla No, there's like a French ape that's usually running around with the brain. Exactly, the French ape. Um, But yeah, that that episode was really good. So just any of the episodes where their dynamic really shined, I enjoyed. Okay. Yeah. Danny, what about you? Oh, that that one Brandon was just talking about, that's definitely my favorite. The one with the brain Mm -hmm. and the French ape. Because it's like the entire episode, you're waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, okay... Reveal that they're evil. Come on, let's get mm-hmm. over with. And they're inching towards it without ever doing it. Like, there's like, oh, there's a black hole here. Well, we just got bored. There's <laughs> well, why, why? Why are there gremlins running around? Well, you know, we just wanted to have some babies. Mm. <laughs> it's great, uh, but it, yeah. it is the cutest interpretation of those villains ever. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it is some, yeah, I mean, a lot of these episodes do have a, kind of a good time with them and the dynamics with some of the characters mm-hmm. here. Like you mentioned, Jimmy, um, feeling you know, very, very heavy third wheel syndrome here mm-hmm. of being around with Lois uh, and Clark. Um, so I think that was very nice to explore that. Um, and I know there was a big controversy. I don't know if I mean, controversy is too big of a word, but mm-hmm. um, with the whole thing of like, you know, Lois trying to make Clark reveal to her that he is Superman, um, mm. and people saying that that was incredibly toxic, and it, it brought back the old discourse of what happened with Amber from Invincible. Um, oh, yeah. oh, oh, I call those guys um, bad boyfriends who always lie to their girlfriends. <laughs> um, so, what do you, what do you guys stand on that? Uh, I don't know. I hey, personally, hey, I feel hey. like that's. Oh no, you want to go? No, no, you go ahead, man. You go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say this her doing that is like a Superman thing. Like it feels like a Superman staple. So like it didn't bother me at all. I was legit surprised that it was like turning into a thing and like I said, Amber, but I feel like it's just a common superhero trope that Lois Lane probably originated. So I didn't really mind it 
when they did it in the show. And I just think the argument is dumb. We're <laughs> <laughs> um, quick before yeah, I go to what, uh, what people, Danny. What people uh, don't acknowledge about the whole secret identity thing is you're basically gaslighting all the people around you mm. and slowly driving them crazy because they all fucking know. Yeah. But you're over here, like like in the movie, Lois Lane like jumps off a building, like in the show, and Clark Kent doesn't reveal himself. He just like super speeds to the ground, makes small tornado, and makes her mm. land on an umbrella and like trashes herself. And then he goes <laughs> back to the top of the building, like Lois, what are you doing? That's nuts. <laughs> um. Yeah, and that example is one that Radiant from Maturity brought up. He says mm. Lois jumped out the window the exact same way in the Christopher Reeves movie. Um, and then Angie and Place had a fun fact. He says, uh, let's see. Did you know the same people who work on My Adventure Superman did the Le- uh, the Legend of Korra and Voltron Legend Defender, Legendary Defenders? Mm. Um, yeah, like, nice. they haven't said that. Okay, I can definitely see Voltron Legendary Defenders. Mm. It does have that same kind of animation style so that makes a lot of sense they they uh, animate brown people very well yeah they they, they do they kind of do shade them pretty well there um i mean that's one thing they don't get from the anime style they don't give them uh those big uh watermelon lips i will say uh oh, yeah. they don't <laughs> the stereotypical yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah they don't they don't there's no mr popo here i will say that it's, exactly yeah there, there's uh, no naruto stuff with the main character the main a, a new black character is introduced as a rapper yeah yeah no none of that Jim, jimmy doesn't uh, rap at all <laughs> yeah uh this jimmy is a uh conspiracy theorist he has his own mm. you know uh Alex Jones type following, I guess, or something. <laughs> he's trying to make his own. He's trying to do that. Well, he's got. He's the flame bird, or, or yeah, the flame mm-hmm. birds. You know, he does that. So, more of a modern interpretation. He's more like on social media doing stuff as opposed to yeah. you know what we've seen before. So, more of a modern interpretation of that, uh, which is kind of nice. Um, Lois is still pretty much the same. I think we've seen her in other adaptations. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still the go-getter, you know, you know, hunting the story, you know, wants to be a reporter. That's her dream. Um, and every, apparently in every other, you know, universe, she's still a reporter. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. universe, yeah, she's a reporter. So I says, that's something there. Uh, but yeah, um, she, she's still kind of the same there. And yeah, I mean, you know, Clark Kent, Superman, still, the, you know, as we've seen him before, still a humble guy, um, mm-hmm. you know, sweet guy. Um, and like I said, this is very early on in his career. Um, mm. and you mentioned, I do think they do kind of do the alien aspect. You mentioned that they touch more of his Kansas. Stuff. I think they do both kind of balance both pretty well. I think they do the, yeah. um, he's the boy from Kansas and the alien stuff because, you know, he mentions, you know, he doesn't know anything about his history, you know, um, yeah. about where he comes from. And so that would be interesting to see him discover that more. And then is this the first time? Probably not, but. In just in media and like what we've seen from a movie or show, where we've seen the Kryptonians speak another language, like they speak their own Kryptonese language. This I is the first so. time, really, for me. Yeah, like I I've only read it recently in a comic, I think, where Clark had learned some old Kryptonian language and stuff like that. But yeah, first time in a movie or show, I've I've seen that. Mm, okay, so that, that's that was some kind of something new they put in there, which I thought was mm-hmm. nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so I yeah I do really like the show quite a bit. I think it has a lot of great aspects to it. Um, any negatives, downsides for you at all, Brandon, with this show? Um, 
I don't know. Like, honestly, I was, I feel like I was going to be biased against the show, like, before it even came out, because it's been, like, the last time we had consistent Superman in animation was, like, 2005 with Justice League cartoon. Um, and before that, of course, the 90s Superman anime series. So, like, I was looking forward to this. I love Jack Quaid. Like, he's mentioned The Boys, uh, Scream, and uh, I've been recently watching him on Lower Decks, the Star Trek series. Um, but um, oh, yeah. yeah, no, I can't really think of any negatives. Um, if anything, it'd be like I wanted more episodes, but I know like how animation goes. So ten episodes usually is as good we're gonna get sometimes. But um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I can't think of any negatives. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Radiant from Maturity. He he said that uh, they did Kryptonian language in Batman Superman Apocalypse. Okay, mm, so they okay. did that in that. Oh, okay, very nice. Uh, Danny, uh, any negatives for you? Oh, yeah, the show, it did this really this really annoying thing where it ended and there <laughs> wasn't a new episode, and that's just unforgivable. Yeah. Uh, 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 so, yeah, guys are pretty proud. So, uh, what will be your final thoughts and rating for, Brandon? Um, yeah, I think if you're like one of those people who will say Superman is boring or, like, you never really got into Superman like any of the other DC characters or Marvel characters in general. Um, I said this show is definitely worth checking out. Like, it's fun. It's easy to consume. Like I said, short 10 episodes. Um, The voice acting is great. Animation is great. Um, And even if you do enjoy Superman, like, I think it's a fun twist on certain aspects of the lore. Um... And just fun adaptions in general. Like they do their own thing while still staying true to what Superman is. So I would definitely give this like a sh- super strong tune in. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Superman strong tune in for my adventures mm-hmm. with Superman with Brad. Exactly. Uh Danny. Um so our rating scale, so the highest you can give something is this is cinema, then below that is peak, uh, then below that is a tune in, um, then below that is a stream it. Um, our negative ratings, the lowest you can give something is waste of fucking film. That's the lowest you can give something. <laughs> um, oh, we're on the cuss on this? Oh, man, I've been holding back this entire time. <laughs> uh, then uh, the second lowest is you can give it a burn it, and then you can also give it, and then the one above that is a tune out or skip it is above that. Oh, man, so. Th- those, other re- those other ratings do not apply. This is peak like mm. the animation's great, the voice acting's great, um, the new interpretations of these characters and these villains are great. The little like um, teaser at the end was like, mm. oh, okay, this actually makes way more sense now. And mm. uh, for for me, it was just mm, a cherry on top. Um, it's just great, guys. You should watch it. Everybody should watch this. I want. I know we're guaranteed a season two. But I want mm. like five seasons of the show, yeah. And like after season six, maybe we can introduce the larger DC universe. I don't know, but I just want mm. my Superman show for right now. Mm. So yeah, it's peak. Nice, nice, nice. So peak from Danny Doggett and a strong tune in from Brandon. I'm gonna agree with Brandon. I give it also a strong tune in. I had a good time watching this. I'm glad I did. Like I said, cute show. 
Um, you know, uh, I think it is a good breeze to watch. Um, ten episodes, so you can finish it in about in a day if you you know got mm-hmm. really if you just want to you know maybe do a good afternoon just sitting down watching it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I I greatly enjoyed it. I like these interpretations of these characters. Um, mm. uh, somebody did mention Dusk, who is my co-host on the show, did mention that he found like there was some of the animation techniques that, that he found pretty cheap, like in some of the fight scenes mm. um, that he noticed like repeating of some things. Um, mm. I have to go back did, and did he look. not watch Invincible in those flying scenes? Yeah, season one's usually rough with the those animations. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it's just an animation thing. I guess I guess it's just yeah. like an traditional. You know, animation. you know what I didn't see here CG like uh, backgrounds. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good point there. Um, so yeah, yeah. So very very positive on my adventures with Superman. Um, I'll definitely be checking out season two when it comes out. Mm-hmm.